Encuentra en The Home Depot nuestros mejores ahorros de temporada en almacenaje seleccionado, hecho para ti. Obtén cajas resistentes HDX para proteger tus herramientas o almacenar tu equipo deportivo con su tapa reforzada con cierres y un diseño apilable para conservar tus decoraciones navideñas, como series de luces y estos muchachos. Ahorra más con hasta 25% menos en almacenaje seleccionado por Internet en The Home Depot. Haces más, logras más. From the studios of Fox 5 in Washington, D.C., you are on the hill. Tom Fitzgerald here with you this time, and we thank you, as always, for making this podcast part of your routine. Lee Edwards is with the Heritage Foundation. He is a distinguished fellow <laughs> and a nice fellow as well, <laughs> author of 25 books, and he is kind enough to uh, join us on the hill this time. How old, how old is too old to be present. Now, that is a question mm. that is getting new life right now, especially in wake of the news this past week that Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, presidential candidate, was treated for a heart attack. Uh, Sanders was released from the hospital, returned to his home, and is expected to participate in the next Democratic debate. But with Sanders, Joe Biden, and President Trump all in their upper 70s, This question of age has taken on new relevance. Lee, thanks for joining us on the Hill. Well, this would be unprecedented. I'm just thinking back to uh, Ronald Reagan when he ran uh, for president in 1980. He was 69, and people said, gee, is this guy too old to be president? And now here we are, not so many years later, and we're extending that by another decade and saying, well, is, is it too old at 79 to be president? With the question being, of course, that if you stick around for one or two terms, you're going to be in your mid or even late 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, and what does that do? And I'm, I think probably there are going to be questions raised, uh, particularly among the Democrats who'd like to have uh, take chances on young, untested people like John Kennedy and J uh, Jimmy Carter and uh, Bill Obama. Clinton. Yes. Yeah. And Barack Obama. Absolutely. A one term president who was in his 40s when he was uh, when he was elected. So this this is a this is something new for the Democrats. It's not new for the Republican Party. I mean they're they're comfortable with the status quo and old timers and so, so forth. So let's talk about the Democrats for a minute because there was this poll that came out from the Pew Research Group and uh, I'm not going to dissect the entire thing, but basically what it says is the Democrats like their presidents in their 50s. Um, They are in the Democratic Party right now faced with some candidates at the top of their tier that are decidedly not in their 50s. Look, you know, even though Joe Biden and, and uh, uh, Bernie Sanders and they're up at 70s, uh, Elizabeth Warren mm. isn't exactly uh, of, of youth herself. I think so, she's 70 or just yeah, turned 70. Uh, yeah. um, spring chicken compared to, compared to Biden <laughs> yeah, and, right. and Sanders. So is, is this, this is more a problem seemingly for, for Dem or, or an issue the Democrats seem to chew on more than the Republicans? Well, I think that's true. And I think what you're going to see, for example, I almost feel sorry for Senator Sanders. He is going to have to demonstrate now, Tom, that he's not too old, uh, even though he had, quote, this heart attack. That means he's going to drive himself, push himself to campaign that much more, uh, you know, 24-7, really 24-7, across country. You know, I'm fine. I'm okay. Look at me. I'm vital. Uh, and I don't think that's the best way in which we should be electing a president and choosing a presidential candidate. Yeah, especially when you see 
Elizabeth Sanders in this race, who seemingly the, does seem to have a lot of the same policy issues that, that Bernie Sanders espouses, um, seemingly being this dynamo of energy, running into her campaign events literally uh, at full trot, um, standing for hours in uh, selfie lines. Uh, it really has become uh, maybe not the central uh, focus of Warren's campaign, but it's certainly there. They're putting it out there that this is that this is a woman who has a lot of energy, who has a lot of stamina, and she's prepared to show it on the campaign trail by doing things like this active running uh, and this marathon selfie taking. Well, does. I think you're going to see a shift of support of people who have been backing uh, Mr. Sanders, Senator Sanders at the present time to Warren. I think she's going to definitely. It's that big of an issue. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Why doesn't Donald Trump get hit with this as much? You know, his detractors, if he stumbles or if he says something or if he puts out a tweet, they'll 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 make a snide joke. But in reality, it does not seem to be applied to Trump the way it is to Sanders and, and Biden. Even. Well, I think one of the reasons he he doesn't look 70 or 73. Uh, he doesn't act 73. So he doesn't talk 73. <laughs> uh, he seems to have a lot of energy, a lot of drive. Uh, we don't see any signs of him, you know, slowing down or or making uh, uh, ridiculous uh, statements, although he does. Uh, so I think for Republicans, they're so far. Well, any age related. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Age related. Right. That that's what they're comfortable with right now. And as I said, Republicans are usually with the status quo. They don't experiment as much as the Democrats do. So, so far, I don't think we've seen any any uh, lessening of support, at least on that issue. So when when you look at, say, Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan was a candidate who at the time you said he was 69 when he started running for, 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 for the presidency. I, I remember uh, when when Ronald Reagan came on the scene a lot of people talked about this and it talked about it through the 1980 race against Jimmy Carter. But then it really came up again four years later against Walter Mondale. It certainly did. And Reagan himself realized that uh, there were two debates in 1984 that he conducted with Walter Mondale. And he lost the first debate. I mean, and he himself it's not a good performance, knew that yeah. and admitted that and said, oh, you know, I blew it. I, I know I didn't w do well. And so there was the second debate, and a lot of people were very nervous when I say people. I mean people in the, in the Reagan camp and in the Reagan campaign. And, and they said, well, you know, Mr. President, they're, they're going to bring up the ages. Well, I think I know how to handle that. And as far as I could tell, and I've written about, about Reagan, I don't think he shared with anybody what he was going to say, which seems sort of impossible in today's uh, actually, ghost writers. Actually, you know, I, I had an opportunity to speak to Mike Deaver about this once. And, you know, the president's late counselor and a very close friend of both uh, Ronald Reagan and Nancy and Nancy Reagan. And I had actually put that question to Mike Deaver once. Did, did you know about the youth and experience? Have we, I don't even think we actually have no, said the line. I don't think so. So so at one point, Walter Mondale is going on and on and on about Reagan's age through this debate. And Reagan comes back with this killer line. In the debate, what does he say? Well, what happened was that a journalist uh, asked the question, Mr. President, uh, you know, uh, and gave his age, which was 73 at that time, I believe. And um, 
Do you have necessary stamina, the necessary strength to carry on? After all, there was President Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis added night and day for 13 days. Do you think you can possibly do that? He said, oh, yes, uh, I'm, I'm confident I can. And I just want to say for the record that I will not exploit my opponent's age and inexperience as a political matter in this campaign. <laughs> and then it was over. And I mean, just, Walter just, Mondale yeah. laughed. Yeah. He laughed. I mean, everybody knew that here was the old, here was the guy coming through with a great one-liner, not exploiting age and inexperience, youth and inexperience was what he said, youth and inexperience, uh, and that he was okay. And that's what people wanted to be reassured that Reagan still had it. Reagan had that ability sometimes yeah. to come out with that one-liner, right. right. and that one-liner had the ability to dispatch whatever he was facing. There was a time in the Rose Garden once where CBS's Leslie Stahl had called out um, during the 84 campaign, what about Mondale's charges? And Reagan turned around and said, I think he should pay them. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it was another one of those yeah. moments. So he, yeah. his ability to retain that one liner, right. right. that zinger, yep. sent a message. Does it matter? Does it really matter if a president's old? They get driven around. Things are brought to them. They get flown around the world. They're not waiting on airport lines. And I'm, I'm saying this jokingly, but I'm, I'm right. kind of serious. Right. Right. Do the physical exertions of a president match a normal person in their 70s or early 80s? Well, I, th I think this. I think a voter looks at somebody who's in his 50s or 60s in that general area, and he's going to say, what matters to me is not his age, but what has he accumulated in wisdom and experience uh, during those years? That's what counts, not so much the age and even not so much the question of health, but the question of what do they have? What do they bring to the table? Uh, are they going to be able to negotiate the same kind of quiet uh, end to a very tense situation that President Kennedy did with the Cuban Missile Crisis? Would they be able to sit down with Mikhail Gorbachev as Ronald Reagan did and, and effectively bring about an end to the Cold War and, for that matter, handle economic crises and so forth? So I think that's what people are looking for. So it's, it's not up front with them, and, but they, I think at the same time, you're getting the outer limits now, I think, Tom, if you're talking about late 70s, early 80s, uh, young people certainly are going to be very skeptical. And even people of that age are going to say, now, wait a minute. Uh, would I be able really to, to negotiate uh, if I were in the White House and president? Uh, and they would have skepticism. Is it an advantage age in some respect? If you, you, know, you look at voting trends, old people vote. Yes. They're very loyal yes. voters. Um an older voter might look at somebody like a Mayor Pete Buttigieg and say, eh, too young, too young, too young, too th young not enough yeah. experience. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, there, so does reverse <clears throat> discrimination as far as age factor into this? Yeah, thing? I don't think if it's you're too old. Yeah, yeah. You, you get a, a wide swath mm -hmm. of scrutiny and questions at you. But if you're young, too young, you're this up and coming, yeah. energetic young person. Well, I think that's the reason why you can sort of take a look and see some of our greatest presidents, whether it was George Washington or Abraham Lincoln or FDR were all in their 50s when they ran for president. An anomaly was Reagan at 69, and for that matter, Jack Kennedy, John Kennedy, who was 43. So that somehow that Pew poll, which came out and said that people wanted 
someone in their 50s uh, as their presidential candidate. It seems that history bears that out. That's really what the electorate is looking for, someone who's been around long enough to be able to bring to bear experience and wisdom and knowledge to make the right decision. Do we need to reevaluate some of this given the advances in life expectancy in this country and medical science? You know, I made the you made the point a moment ago that Ronald Reagan was 70 years old when he was inaugurated, 69 when he ran. About 2 weeks ago Bruce Springsteen turned 70 years old. And <laughs> Nobody seems to say that he's too old to be a rock and, and roll star. Does our age perception need to change to match the reality of what people's life expectancies are these well, days? Well, we know that that's true. That uh, you know, uh, b- back at the turn of the of the of the twentieth century, that uh, at that time life expectancy for the average American was somewhere between forty five and fifty. Uh, today, it's somewhere between seventy five and eighty. A little bit higher for women than for men. So. Yes, I think there needs to be a reevaluation of that, uh, but yet not at the same time. Let's at the same time let's be realistic about things. Let's not figure out that. Well, uh, the, the same matter. I can come up with, for example, some very famous and rather good leaders uh, overseas. Uh, Winston Churchill, and when he came back uh, and won re-election after being defeated in '45, was in his 70s. Uh, Konrad Adenauer, the great uh, chancellor of Germany, of West Germany, was also in his 80s. So there are people like that who are able to perform at a very high level. Uh, but the pressure is going to be on because first you've got to get elected. <laughs> yeah. and, but to get elected, you've yeah. got to be able to campaign night and day, 24-7. You know, Lee, I've never really believed that vice presidential picks mm in presidential elections hold much sway with the voters. I I have personally always believed that voters choose who they want to be president and will hold their nose if there is a vice president they don't quite like uh, or they would have rather had somebody else. That's not going to keep anybody away from the polls if they really want to vote for somebody who's running for president. But when we talk about age, Obviously, you know, Mike Pence appears, uh, I don't I'd like to say this categorically, but it appears likely that Mike Pence will remain on, on the ticket uh, uh, on the Republican side. How much does this change the equation on the Democratic side for somebody like Joe Biden, somebody like Bernie Sanders or somebody even like Elizabeth Warren? Do they necessarily have to pick somebody young to balance off their age? Well, I think these these Democrats that we're talking about are good politicians. They're going to take a look and see, are there shifting attitudes uh, about age? If that's the case, then perhaps we do need to pay a little bit more attention to this vice presidential choice and selection to bring the people into that decision making. So I think you're right, Tom. This was an issue that came up with John McCain when he ran up against uh, Barack Obama in 2008 uh, when he had selected Sarah Palin. Right. Um, there were questions at the time about McCain's age as well. Yes. At the same time, uh, Jack Kennedy made a very wise decision when he picked well, LBJ. Yeah. Uh, that helped him to win a very close election in, in 1960. I think also 
probably that helped, uh, I know it helped, uh, with Ronald Reagan in 1980 and 1984 that he had this very experienced Washington hand, George H.W. Bush. So there were political reasons for those choices. Who actually, although younger than Ronald Reagan, and, you know, obviously just you know, passed away recently, uh, was a contemporary of Ronald Reagan's, um, had served in World War II, um, but George Bush was never quite viewed in that way, maybe because of his demeanor and, you know, his own way of, of carrying himself. You didn't hear the age thing directed at George H.W. Bush as much. You would hear knocks about his status in life, whether he recognized a supermarket scanner or things like that. But the age thing didn't seem to be, get applied to Bush 41 as much as it did to Ronald Reagan. I just think we're at a different point right now, Tom, because of this, I don't know, and I've tried to go back and look at the, the last couple hundred years of presidential races. There has been no election, I believe this is true, in which both of the candidates could possibly be in their 70s. Really? I don't think yeah. that's ever happened before. And therefore, age is an issue, perhaps more than it has been in the past. Uh, when you look at the the race as it's as it's kind of currently shaping up um and i'm I'm staying on the age question here uh, for a moment is this something that is fair game for the lower tier candidates on the democratic side to be going after these top tier democrats is is that a fair shot if i'm a pete Buttigieg, if i'm a kamala harris if i'm cory booker you know one of the candidates uh, did try to go after Joe Biden and got resoundingly shouted down about it uh, because it was viewed as mean-spirited and, and maybe quite not uh, in the in the tone that a lot of the Democrats wanted to see. I think they'd be very, very careful about it. But I do think that uh, Senator Sanders' heart attack, and that's what it was, uh, th- that has made a difference. I think so that would Hillian have an impact. Cost, if Julian Castro goes into the next race right. and goes g- g- next debate and goes back into this, yeah, um, does he run the risk of this backfiring? Well, I think what could very well happen is he was the one who went yeah, after Biden. And I think what will happen is that somebody uh, among the journalists will ask the question, so they will not have to bring it up themselves. But it will be an issue. I'm sure they will have an answer ready for it, the best one that they possibly can. But I think really because of the ages that we're talking about here and because of this recent health question now, which has been raised about uh, Senator Sanders, uh, it will be something that's going to have to be discussed and probably in more detail than we've ever had before in presidential politics. But because it happened to Sanders, did that necessarily take it off the table for Biden because it happened to the other guy? No, I don't think so. I think I think it now is part of of the political equation that you're going to have to look at when you're talking about a particular candidate. All right. Lee Edwards is from the Heritage Foundation. He is a distinguished fellow at that institution, the author of 25 books. That's an amazing accomplishment, <laughs> including uh, one on uh, President Ronald Reagan, who we aforementioned. And uh, Lee, we thank you for uh, taking time to visit us here on the On the Hill podcast. My pleasure. Good to be with you, Tom. Great conversation. And we thank you, as always, for spending part of your day with us. From the studios of Fox 5 in Washington, D.C., you have been On the Hill. I'm Tom Fitzgerald. We'll talk to you next time. 
Ven a JCPenney y termina tus compras navideñas con brillantes descuentos como hasta 70% en joyería después del cupón. Además tenemos velas, mantas suavecitas y más desde $7.99 y miles de doorbusters en marcas como Adidas, Champion, Disney y Carters. Recoge tu pedido el mismo día. Es rápido y gratis. Estará listo en dos horas o menos hasta las 3 p.m. en Nochebuena. JCPenney, celebraciones que valen la pena. Ofertas válidas hasta el 24 de diciembre en selección de estilos. Aplican exclusiones. Doorbusters excluyen de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com.